With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go on a Tuesday, a rambunctious Tuesday. Lots to talk about Tuesday. In L.A., it's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. One hour from now, the herd hierarchy, the league coming into form right now. Don't overreact. Don't underreact. One hour from now, the herd hierarchy and a tip of the cap to our art department. Uh, that has made this uh, more comfortable and Christmassy than my actual house. Uh, we do appreciate the work. J-Mac, last night, you know, a lot of these standalone games are clunkers, especially on Thursday. But that last night was, you don't see that very often, where a team gets outplayed, comes roaring back, and a backup. I mean, backups are winning games, but that was special. Yeah, I uh, I have an apology card here I'm going to deliver to Drew Locke <laughs> later in the show for, you know, I was bagging on the guy. He was unbelievable last yeah. time. What a finish to that game. Well, all right. Philadelphia, chill out. First downs, you dominated. Rushing yards, 180 yards. Third down efficiency, magnificent. Possession, time of possession, you dominated. You controlled the game, and you lost. It happens. Philadelphia is still 10-4. and four. My guess is they finish 13-4. and four. Yeah, that's pretty good. And win the division. Dallas's schedule down the stretch is harder, much harder than Philadelphia's. All these issues were predictable. Your schedule was tougher. Both J Mac and I said, you'll be good, probably not as good. You lost a remarkable offensive coordinator. You just went on the road, cross country. Your quarterback was sick, had to fly out individually, probably at 75%. You controlled the game. Hey, Drew Locke had the greatest play of his life. The greatest drive of his life. Good for him. It was emotional. It was fun. But if you took San Francisco out right now, take the Niners out. Think about the playoffs. Detroit at Philly. I'll take Philly. Rams at Philly. I'll take Philly. Tampa at Philly. I'll take Philly. Minnesota at Philly. I'll take Philly. Dallas schedules tougher. Ends up having to go to Philly. Coin flip. I'd probably take Philly. (laughs) Take the Niners out. You're fine. One crucial play changes everything last night, and it's not by Drew Locke. 
Remember that interception by the Philadelphia or by the Seahawks against Philadelphia? Eight minutes left, fourth quarter. There's an interception by Julian Love. Okay, this is interference. I'm from the Northwest. It was interference. He grabbed him. It wasn't called. So they get the interception. That's an interference for positioning. If not, Philadelphia gets the ball to one where they're unstoppable with a tush push, and they lead 24-13. Game over. It's a great gutty road win. Your quarterback had to fly out late because he was so sick. The problem with the Eagles, they're living on the margins. They remind me a lot of the Kansas City Chiefs. Eagles Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. They're not as good this year. Schedule's been tougher this year. The margins are shrinking. So those games they won, now they're losing. But I still think Kansas City's going to play in the AFC Championship. And I feel okay about Philadelphia getting to the NFC Championship. San Francisco's there for sure. But again, go to the playoffs. Detroit at Philly. L.A. at Philly. Tampa at Philly. Dallas at Philly. I'd still take Philly. So listen, sometimes great happens. D.K. Metcalf had an unbelievable catch up the right sideline. Drew Locke had the greatest drive of his professional career. I mean, sometimes great happens. So D.K. Metcalf, a remarkable player, great throw by Drew Locke. You also had Jackson Smith and Jigba make an unbelievable catch right there. That's one of the catches of the year. Plus, then you had a spectacular interception by Love down the sideline. What body control. What are you going to do? Seattle's got all sorts of talent. As much young talent as anybody in football. And they all made great plays. DK Metcalf's a star. First-round receiver from Ohio State. Star when he's healthy. Julian Love, one of the plays of the year by a DB. It's okay. You controlled the game and lost. Magic happens in Seattle from time to time with the Seahawks. Nick Sariani says, we're okay. We still have our goals ahead of us. Um, we know we've clinched playoffs this week, but we're not really looking at that. But we know we know what we want to do. We want to be able to win this division. Um, but that's the last time you'll hear me say that. we got to go win a game this, this upcoming week. They play the Giants twice. I think they play Arizona. Dallas has to play Miami and Detroit. It's okay. Sometimes in pro sports, magic happens. And it all happened in about two minutes. And it was all good for Seattle and all bad for Philadelphia. Those were remarkable catches and remarkable throws. And Drew Locke had the greatest drive of his life. You're 10-4. and four. With a chance to go 13-4. and four. 99% of the league not called the Niners would take it today. All right. You ever feel like uh, you got like a grift radar when you feel like you're being sold something? You know, you go, it could be a car lot. It could be a, a convention and you feel like, yeah, I don't know. You're kind of selling me something. This doesn't feel right in my gut. Is it me or is Robert Sala, a coach I've defended, selling Aaron too hard on this comeback thing? He's trying a little too hard to sell it. Here's the latest. Aaron wants to play. That's, let's not confuse that one. He's, that's why he's been working so hard uh, uh, to get back. And um, his willingness to play, even if he's not even 100%, is, uh, um, 
is at the forefront of his mind. Like he he wants to go, but uh, but like I said, until he's actually cleared, um, I'm not going to talk about it with anybody. I feel like I'm kind of being sold something. I think it's Aaron's PR. Aaron's like, I'll have your back to Woody Johnson. Your job's on the line. I like Saul. I'd bring him back. But Woody Johnson can be impulsive. It's like, Aaron, I'll have your back. You have mine. Buddy-buddy system. That's how Aaron works historically. Have my back. You're the greatest, including Nat Hackett. If not, you don't get it. But Aaron does not want to spend the next six months in the offseason having radio stations and newspapers and columnists clobber him. So he's selling hope right now, and he also has Robert Sala selling hope. Aaron wants to prove eventually he's right. The Nat Hackett thing, I'll make it right. Alan Lazard, you wait and see. Randall Cobb, he'll make a big catch. Giving up draft picks, we're all good here. Aaron's like selling this, hey, I got injured. Otherwise, my moves and my ideas were really, really smart. And a lot of Aaron's vibe over the last six or seven years has been, you don't get it. I see what you don't see. You need to broaden your uh, horizons. I'm operating intellectually at a different level. Government mandates in football. That's what it feels like to me. You know, a little bit like the musician. Got a band together. Hey, you just wait until the album comes out. This thing's going to be epic. Yeah. I don't really buy it. I don't really buy it. I feel like I'm being sold. Aaron's working so hard, and I always get that video released of Aaron throwing the ball. Doesn't it feel like you're being sold something? You've had that gut before, that gut feeling. Salesman here, convention there, car lot there. You feel like you're being sold something. You're smart enough to feel it. It's magic dust. I don't think the Jets are very good. Ownership, offensive line, one weapon. What if Brees Hall got hurt again? Never root for it, would hate to see it, but he is sort of the running game. The Dalvin Cook thing, the Lazard thing, the Cobb thing, the Nat Hackett thing, I'm not buying it. But I do feel like there's a buddy-buddy thing going on here. Sala tells you how hard Aaron's working. Aaron's going to have Sala's back when he goes upstairs, and Woody Johnson says, Aaron, what should we do with the coach? I love him. He is my guy. But I feel like I'm being sold something here. You're trying too hard to convince me how hard Aaron's working. He's a pro athlete. Of course he works hard. I've never questioned whether Aaron works hard or not. I mean, he's, he's a pro athlete. He's in good shape. He's committed. I don't doubt that at all. I don't know. I'm getting a little cynical on this whole sales pitch I'm getting. Saul is trying to save his job. Aaron's trying to save his PR for six bumpy months of talk radio and column shots in New York. All right. What do we make of Seattle last night? That was fun. That was, that was uh, you know, as somebody from the Pacific Northwest, I try not to root, right? We're trying to be kind of like the judge, the fans of the jury. But that was pretty special for a night. For a night. For a night. Hey, can I give you an Eagles number? I'm, I'm shocked that your takeaway is that no big deal. They're 10-4. and four, They're going to be fine. Their point differential this season is plus 18. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's lower than the Minnesota Vikings, who are 500. That's lower than the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Colin, they... You could argue the Eagles are trending as poorly as any team currently in the playoffs. Anyone? Well, they've played a very tough schedule. Indeed. That's Buffalo, what happens when you go to Buffalo a got yeah. hot, and Dallas got hot, and the Niners are great. How about all those fluky one-score wins? They were 7-1 and one in one-score games earlier this season. Are we going to see the regression turn? I, 
I would not be shocked if they drop one of these final three games. And they're now on the road in the playoffs. What's with Jalen Hurts and the decision-making down the stretch? Well, he's sick. He was sick. That's why he didn't hit the check down to Kenneth Gainwell <laughs> instead of just chucking duck with timeouts. And I, I, I was just... Some well, I mean, Pete process. Carroll had a regrettable game management situation yeah. as well. This stuff, They're I know everybody in the media... Uh, Philadelphia's a Super Bowl team. What on earth is Matt Patricia calling... On the final drive, man coverage on DK Metcalf and Smith the Jigba Collin. The Eagles have major, major pro- I mean, James Bradbury, he got beat on four passes on the final. He did not have a good night. Where, where's the safety help? Like, I, there's some process issues here in Philly. Uh, <laughs> we will address these yes, today. Yes, okay, we will. It was a great <laughs> was, Monday night. It was a thrilling game, yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, 
limitless answers. All right, Seahawks beat the Eagles last night, 2017. Uh, I've said this before. I really, really like Seattle's roster. I like their linebackers. I like their corners, their receivers. I like their tight ends. I like their O-line, their D-line, their safety. I like everything about Seattle. I think they need to upgrade at quarterback. So Drew Locke, two things can be true. It was a magical night for Drew Locke the last three minutes. But he's not a hoist-the-trophy guy. He's a great story. And Geno Smith's resurgence, he was a bust in New York, has been a great story. I'm looking for hoist-the-trophy guys. Yes, Drew Locke, a backup one. There were four game-winning drives by backup quarterbacks this week alone. Josh Dobbs did it without a practice. Tommy DeVito. Uh, Cabe, uh, uh, Case Keenum. Uh, we saw it last night. Drew Locke. Gardner Minshew may make the playoffs. We got backups winning games. There's never been more talented quarterbacks out there. So we got backups winning games. Um, but just think about this. Winning a game is not the goal. So Pete Carroll is a legendary college football coach and has been a damn good NFL coach. But ask Belichick. Belichick is way under 500 if you take Tom Brady out of his Cleveland and New England career. Go ask Mike Tomlin right now without a star quarterback. So Pete Carroll, a great coach. To me, I think you should count college football in the Hall of Fame voting like you know NBA would. NFL doesn't. But Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll are really Jim Harbaugh, great college and pro coaches. But even Pete, without Russell Wilson, a star quarterback for about 10 years in his prime, Pete's under 500 in his career, fired twice, under 500 in Seattle. you got to have the guy. This roster's really good. John Snyder and Pete, this is a really, really dynamic, young, and most of their great players, they're not even paying yet. They're not paying 90% of this roster yet. They got two everything, corners, running backs, wide receivers, tackles. They got everything. They don't have a trophy guy. And um, so I think it's a young team. They need to make a bold move in the draft and go get a young quarterback. Drew Locke's not the answer. He just was late last night. And that's the difference. The Seattle Times has a headline today, Drew Locke becomes a Seattle legend Monday night. Yes, he does. For an episode of a TV show that through 14 weeks, that TV show is 7-7. Seven and seven. Not exactly must-see TV. It's not appointment TV. But it was a great episode. It was remarkable. A great game, a great broadcast, a great final drive, a great interception. I'm not denying any of the magic. That's a top five Monday night game that I can remember. And Drew Locke, I'm happy for him. His career hasn't been what we thought it would be, hasn't been what he thought it would be. Geno Smith, Geno Smith's career wasn't what he thought it would be. Wasn't what a lot of scouts thought it would be. So Seattle's got two quarterbacks who are writing either season-long great stories or final drive great stories. Don't confuse that with great quarterbacks. Here's Drew Locke and Pete after. Amazing won't do it justice. Amazing won't do it justice. It takes a special group to rally around a guy that you know, has come into his second game of the year, right? And then you sit there, you watch games, you wonder, can I do this still? I haven't been out there on the field. That's the human nature of it. You get back out there last week, I'm like, you know what? I'm the man, so I can go do this. 
what a beautiful night for you know for a Monday night football game and to make it that dramatic and all that was an incredible football game when nobody will forget that game the last catch is is exquisite on the sidelines toes tap tapping hang on to the football in the game win the game a walk-off interception all but um, just fantastic stuff by the way fantastic stuff from Seattle's young fantastic players this is a stacked roster it really is. It reminds me a little bit, a little bit, of that Tampa roster Brady went to. Remember they were like 500-ish, didn't have the quarterback right, and you were like, all they need is a right tackle, they're ready to go. Old quarterback brings in Gronk, A.B., and you're like, man, they're stacked. Well, they were stacked the year before. I'd argue this Seattle roster is more complete than that Tampa roster. That Tampa roster, they, they, they didn't love their tight ends. They were talented. They wanted Gronk. Chris Godwin, good receiver, hurt, though. Uh, you know, they had, they, 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 there were pieces there, but really good pieces. And everybody would, you know, Tom Brady could choose anywhere he wanted to go. He's like, I like Tampa's roster. We're all like, that's crazy. They draft Tristan Wirfs. He brings in Gronk and A.B. And by week 13, 14, we're like, they're completely stacked. That's Seattle, and I'd argue Seattle's roster is younger and more offensively dynamic than I think Tampa's roster. I don't think there's a hole with it. Tampa had a couple holes. I don't see any holes. I, these are great players making great plays. You could go out and get a veteran quarterback, take a big swing in a veteran quarterback. I mean, if Detroit someday gets impatient with Jared Goff, I'm just telling you, Seattle is really good. Matt Stafford goes to L.A., bang. Brady goes to Tampa, bang. This, this is a big-time roster with two great stories at quarterback. I don't think they're raise a trophy, guys. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. You know what's so incredible about the NFL? So last night before the Drew Locke heroics, they had 205 yards of total offense. Yeah. And Pete Carroll was fumbling and bumbling with the timeouts. Right, all right. That was going to be the story. Oh, <laughs> Pete Carroll, it's over. No, it He's was washed. The st- he has if, no clue what he's doing. If you were on X, that was the story. That was the story. And then Drew Locke makes a couple fluky, we can call that fluky No, stuff. those are like, nice throws. Well, like the DK Metcalf catches it on his hip. Well, but again, that's a Drew beautiful. Locke lobs it down the sideline. Metcalf makes a heroic catch. Like, there was well, so, a, we got to give Drew credit. That was a great, those were beautiful throws. He made two beautiful throws. But do you agree? Like, again, 205 yards, total offense before the final drive. Well, I was sitting there thinking last night. Um, so I went, I won that bet last night, but yeah. I shouldn't have. I was on the wrong side. I won a game I shouldn't have won. But you know what? Four and one, I'll take it. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. lost a game earlier this year with a doink off, of, off a crossbar uh. and a short field goal. So I shouldn't have won that game. I got lucky. But I was thinking as Seattle won, you know, I'm like, this is magical. You almost never see in the NFL where one team statistically dominates, leads the entire game, felt like first series almost the better team, and they go home losing. Like it just last night was a very rare NFL night, but Seattle now at 7-7, seven and seven, Rams 7-7. Seven and seven. Now Rams beat them twice, so Seattle has to win out. And they go to Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Arizona, and Arizona in division is sneaky tough.
Sneaky so tough. I don't think Seattle's going to make the playoffs. I think the Rams will. But it, it's one of those nights. I, I didn't want to overreact to Philadelphia because for for ninety eight percent of that game, they were the better team. I, I, is this fool's gold with Seattle though, Colin? I mean, uh, again, I, I think Jamal Adams was benched last night. I, I don't remember. It's not fool's gold. Was he inactive? Like I, it was like move, weird. They're going to probably move off. Okay, Jamal. so they were they were looking at with that loss six and eight, and then it's like we're missing the playoffs. We don't have a quarterback. Pete Carroll's old. Like. It is just insane I, I how the narrative shift quickly. Yeah, no, that's why I didn't. I came out this morning and I didn't want to be overreact guy because Seattle got outplayed. So Philadelphia is fine. They're ten and four and favored in their last three. Seattle is potentially excellent. I could see Pete Carroll saying, "Forget drafting a quarterback. Who's on, like I'm gonna. T- I'll tell you right now, Kirk Cousins with that offense." Yeah. That is a they, lot of words. Uh, coming off a major injury. Jared Goff, I know you said he won't work outdoors in the inclement weather. You're right, you're right. He, but but Kirk Cousins with that roster. Could work. Um, yeah, anyways. All right, let's get to uh, Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Colin, it's starting to get ugly. And as you're seeing, look at the line. You see that? Russell Wilson and Sean Payton favored by six and a half now over the Patriots. Everybody's selling their stock. Belichick is getting, he's like a, a, a cornered animal at the media podium. Here he is talking about his future with the Patriots. Nothing's changed. I'm going to keep, you know, we got Denver this week and do all we can to team ready to play well against Denver. I mean, I'll sit around and listen to and read and listen to our talk radio and mm-hmm. read stuff every day. So I'm, I'm going to do what I do and let's prepare a team to get ready for Denver. Do you feel that Robert Kraft has had your back? Well, I mean, look, I think any questions you have for Mr. Kraft, you should ask Mr. Kraft. Is this a place that you want to be long term if it were up to you? Yeah, I'm not getting into the past, the future, or anything else. Get ready for Denver this week. I I, I don't know why they bring him on that morning show. He's well, I don't know why he does it. <laughs> How about this? this? is a very basic question. How would you characterize the season, Bill? How's the season going? I, I mean, he's good at dodging, and I, I'm sure he'd come up with something. I don't think he's that good. I think he's grumpy. I don't think he's that good. Well, he's been doing this for I think Brady's good. Tom was always good at dodging trouble. I think Bill's grumpy. I think he's a brilliant defensive mind and the greatest defensive coach ever and the most productive head coach ever. But the sport feels like um, there's some they're drafting and developing issues on the offensive side. Let's be honest. Not only Brady, but Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Those, those hey, guys were really Dante Skarnakia, Ernie one Adams. Of the biggest indictments is him drafting that kicker who has missed like I, I feel like he's one of the worst kickers in the league this season. And it's like, dude, what are you, what are you drafting a kicker for? The Cowboys got this dude, uh, well, Aubrey. I don't think he's missed a field goal. He undrafted. Hasn't. Like, hasn't. What are you doing drafted? I, I mean. Yeah. Three yards, want... two kickers in the draft. Come on. Out of touch. Come Rough. on. Uh, next up, another bad story. The Chiefs. According oh. to the NFL, the Chiefs lead the league in drops with 34. Patrick Mahomes keeps deflecting. Uh, wants to minimize drops, keep their confidence up. Said he wants the receivers to have confidence in their ability to catch passes and know he'll keep firing them the ball. Um, They're fine. You know, every team other than the Niners has a pretty glaring weakness. Yes. You know, we can go down the list. Well put. This is, without question, number now, one now. for Kansas City. Okay. Travis Kelsey, still viable. Rasheed Rice, I do believe, has had a very good year. I think Sky Moore is somebody to keep your eye on. Watson and Skymar, Skymore are not dynamic, but they're nice complimentary pieces. Mm-hmm. I think one of the keys here is you have to bake in Kadarius Tony drops. You got to bake it in. But he's I, I don't think they're problems. I think they're getting healthier defensively. I think they're going to win their division. I think they're going to go to the playoffs. Well, I think I think the defense will only get better. 
Um, I don't think they're pro- I think they're very much Philadelphia. I like Kansas City's chances because I like Mahomes more than Jalen Hurts, Andy Reid more than Sirianni. I think Kansas City's fine. Well, so you watch that Patriots game, and I, again, I'm on social media during it. I had dozens of people the whole time. Patriots are in this game. They were. Uh, Chiefs cannot put them away. And then Bailey Zappi, you know, does what he does. But Colin, if you look closely, like if they have a bad matchup, let's say they face the Browns in the playoffs, who play a lot of man to man. These Chiefs receivers are not getting open against the Browns receivers. No, that's a tough Brown, Browns defense. That is that's a, a bad matchup. Now, yeah, that's a really tough matchup. And those linebackers are excellent in coverage. I can see a team like Cleveland giving KC major fits. I now, can Cleveland's too. In good shape. Hey, but a couple years ago when they won the Super Bowl or, or were great, Baker Mayfield and Cleveland had him dead the rights. That was the game so, Mahomes I mean, had like a concussion and Henny came yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, we got to be honest about this. This this stuff. Then they went to a Super Bowl one year. Their tackles are hurt. They got blown out. It's hard to win Super Bowls. By the way, Jacksonville's never won a Super Bowl. It's hard. Jacksonville's fading. Okay, now their Fast. defense kind of stinks. But if they fall into a wild card spot and they got to go to Kansas City, that game was not touch and go, but it was a 10-point game last Jacksonville's year. Jacksonville's not beating Kansas City. They, they, they played them tough this year, and they couldn't move the football. Uh, I think at home it was like 17-9. I, I'm not penciling in the Chiefs to be like a lock for the... A, everybody's I trust locked. their leadership. And I think Rasheed Rice has become a number one. Kelsey, I think Sky Moore and Watson are good threes. They're fine. What they need is Tony to be a two, which is probably what he is because he's not trustable. If Tony can get back, he's just had a bad year of drops. Where's the edge for them if they have to go to, say, Baltimore in a big play? Well, and they don't have a lot of edges. They'll probably lose that game. I mean, it's okay to lose to the Niners or lose to Baltimore. Those are the number one seeds. Like, it's okay to lose to them on the road. It's okay. It, it is? Really? Yes, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, final story. Uh-oh. Here we go. Woo. The paper clips. Last night, James Harden put on a show, Colin. I mean, this was, listen, he's doing snow angels when he went off in the fourth quarter. 35 points, 21 in the fourth. Listen, I know it's NBA. It's Monday. Nobody cares. It's December. December. Listen, James Harden was cooking with gas last night. It was, <laughs> it was something to behold. And he just, look at this. He's just saucing up guys, step back three, and the foul. And here he is on the ground doing snow angels. He's all geeked. <laughs> Come on, listen. It's the NBA. It's fantastic. Um, it was, they're playing really well. Mm, I think uh, interesting. NBA champion should not be crowned in December. <laughs> yes. I am shocked by the winning streak, but I give Russell Wilson credit, willingness to come off the bench, hardened Westbrook, excuse me, and Westbrook, um, as he comes off the bench, Harden's always been a remarkable regular season player. And we know, you know, James can be efficient when he wants to be in Philadelphia. I never worry about James Harden in December, January, February, March. That's when he shows up. Well, I mean, just saying it's my, my misgivings with him are on these big game sixes, big playoff games, where he doesn't have a lot of gas. Yeah. He's not... He's you not... know, it's May is strip club season, so, you know, Harden's oh, priorities whatever. are lit. No, I'm just kidding, James. That's a joke. Um, they're, they're way better than I thought. Uh, I thought it'd be a circus, so I, I give him credit. And, and for the record, Ty Lue, and we said this from the beginning, figure what out. gives you hope with the Clippers is they have an excellent coach who his entire career has dealt with maintenance. He's very good at that. A lot of coaches aren't. Mike D'Antoni won't confront people. You know, his legendary reputation. Ty Lue will confront people. Yeah. And so he's very good with higher maintenance players. And Westbrook, again, deserves a lot of credit stepping back for the team. You know, it's easy to be critical of Russell. I have been. That's a grown-up, professional move by Westbrook. In the NFL and on Monday Night Football, the story is backup quarterbacks. Can your backup deliver? Do you trust him? That's been a huge—Jake Browning's got him in the mix. Gardner Minshew. In the NBA, 
you lose a star, it's over. Like, you're not doing anything. If the Clippers stay healthy, Colin. Well, they're, yeah. I'd love to see a Lakers Clippers series. It's just too series. early. There's still like, what, 40 I know, but, games but left. we like, also have to be, if we're going to be critical of moves, we have to celebrate when they're good. And right oh, now the yeah. Clippers are absolutely well, on fire you know, and Harden us, is money. Some of us, kind of, some people may have right. seen this coming. Right. I don't know. J-Mac with the news. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line So news. over a Saturday night, uh, Sean Payton lit up Russell Wilson. And he was asked about it after the game, and it was one of those kind of big, ugly, turbulent moments. Star quarterback, uh, we saw Brady sometimes yell to coach. Uh, Sean Payton went after Russ, and Russ didn't say much, and we don't know what they said, and Sean Payton wouldn't say what he said. And yesterday he came out, Sean Payton, and said, we got a great relationship. Here's, here's the coach. Nothing more to share. It's certainly, you know, in-game, you know, intensity, heat of the moment, all those things, but... Uh... Nothing more to add. Did you feel the need to um, hash things out with Russ one-on-one or address the blow-up with the team? Not at all. First off, we haven't had a team meeting, and and Russ and I have a great relationship. No, not at all. Okay. Let's just look at big picture. Denver is 7-7 and with games against New England and the Chargers at home and at the Raiders. Should go 10-7. and That's two interim coaches and three backups. (laughs) <laughs> they should go 10 and 7. They would have signed up for 10 and 7. Considering the shipwreck they when Sean Payton walked in the door, the mess they had to solve Russell. The O-line was awful. The, the, the culture was broken. Next year, they're not going to be terrible in rebuilding in September and October. They have a first round pick. The roster should be better. So if you go to September and October, they were awful. And they may go, should go 10-7. and So Sean Payton was asked to fix the offensive line. They were 21st last year by PFF. Going into the weekend, they were 5th. He solved it. He had to solve or get Russell Wilson right. Russell Wilson's passer rating last year was 84. This year, it's 98. Check, check. Next year, they probably need to add another receiver. they got to get tight end figured out. Maybe their biggest need is get a pass rusher. Everybody in the league needs one of those. But those are tweaks. Privately, would this team have taken 10-7? and seven? I think the minute Sean Payton walked in that door without his GM, new owners, Russell's broken, O-line's a mess, culture has to be completely rebuilt. Don't get too caught up in controversial comments in the preseason about Nat Hackett. They don't matter. Or the wristband comments, they don't matter. Or the sideline outburst, it doesn't really matter. This team gets the Chargers, Patriots at home. They'll be favored by a touchdown in both. And then they go and face the Raiders. Three backup quarterbacks, two interim coaches. If you look at the AFC playoff picture today, they are jumbled up. Go look at that group. They're jumbled up with Cincinnati with a backup quarterback and Indianapolis with a backup quarterback and Houston with a rookie quarterback and Pittsburgh can't score. Buffalo's 8-6, and six, but Denver's arguably got the easiest schedule of all those teams jumbled up. So big picture. It's been bumpy. It's been turbulent. They could land this flight. They still have a chance to get into the playoffs. Touchdown favored over New England. New England can't score, and they may not score this weekend. Chargers will not win a game with Easton Stick. Raiders, yeah, they'll win. 10 and 7. All right. 
big picture, they just signed up for it. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Celebrate the holidays with the gift of football on Fox. On Sunday, it's an NFL doubleheader. 
Featuring a showdown between the title contenders as Dak leads the Cowboys against Tua and the Dolphins. Then on Christmas Day, the Giants take on the Eagles and Jalen Hurts all on Fox. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta tell you, it's a good week for numbers. Now, maybe I'm saying that because I went 4-1 this week. It's a good week for numbers. I really, really like the numbers this week. I also had a 4-1 in the contest. Uh, I, I'm in the mix, Colin. I know you care. Uh, a pick season long that your buddy Wes got me into. I'm fourth out of like 112 people. Big money on the line. Your boy needs Why to pick the winners. Why don't you come to me on your picks and I'll give him come, a check. Oh, you'll let me know. Okay. Let you know. Okay. So uh, Philadelphia loses a game they controlled. First downs, third downs, time of possession, rushing yards. They really control the game. Uh, but th- this is an interesting comment, and I don't know exactly what to make of it by a player I love, an excellent young leader, Jalen Hurts. Listen. I've been talking about execution all year. Um, been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page. and We didn't execute. Um, I don't think we were, we're all we're, uh, committed enough. What do you mean by that, about being committed enough? Commitment. I don't know nothing that I had a dictionary on me now. Um, excuse me. I don't know um, how else to say that. Um, let me just throw this out there. Coaching is a collaborative effort. Belichick's at his best with Josh McDaniels. Nick Sariani starts with a laughably inept opening press conference. He makes fun of it. First year, seven games with this roster, two and five. Then he surrenders play calling to a brilliant young coach, Shane Steichen. Finish the year, make the playoffs. Next year, magical, get to the Super Bowl, almost win. That coordinator leaves. So does the defensive coordinator. And the two replacements aren't great. Offense has not had one great game this year for four quarters. And defensively, they just replaced the D.C. with Matt Patricia late in the season. The offense is completely uneven. It rarely has great halves. The quarterback now is questioning commitment, whatever that means. So could I suggest that the secret sauce to this organization has always been Shane Steichen? Bad opening presser, 2-5. and You finally surrender play calling to Steichen. Great year and a half. He leaves, ugly since. Losing streak. It does feel a little bit like Dan Quinn in Atlanta. Dan Quinn, pre and post Kyle Shanahan, losing record. With Shanahan for two years, a trip to the Super Bowl, and a winning record. Again, coaching is hard. Coordinators matter. That Dan Quinn Atlanta team was only special when Shanahan was there. Had a good roster. And this team, with... Out Shane Steichen is uneven. I'm not sure what they are offensively. They've got the tight ends. They got the O line. They got the quarterback. They have the running back. They have the wide receivers. It's not a personnel issue. The defense has some holes. The offense doesn't. Best right tackle in football. Best center in football. Two excellent star receivers. Good tight ends. Jalen Hurts is an A quarterback. Why aren't they better? They're not better. They lost their Shanahan. Shane Steichen could win the division with Gardner Minshew. This stuff is hard. Belichick without Josh McDaniels. When he had him, Mac Jones made the playoffs. Without him, circus. I mean, Doug Peterson had Frank Reich in Philly. He left. Never the same. 
I wouldn't be surprised if Doug Peterson in Jacksonville calls Frank Reich and says, you got a lot of money coming, come down here and help me. Doug Peterson without Frank Reich in Jacksonville and in Philly, not the same coach. So I'm, I'm not saying Nick Sirianni doesn't know what he's doing. I'm saying, you. I mean, I remember you know covering Oregon football years and years ago. When they got Chip Kelly, different program. <laughs> it was just a different program as a coordinator. Then he took over as head coach. Sometimes you have these coordinators that are brilliant. They don't always become great coaches. Frank Reich was not a superstar coach, but boy, he made Doug Peterson better. And I'm Kyle Shanahan, Dan Quinn, without him under 500. So uh, it, it just it feels like something is missing, um, and I think it, it's very possible that Nick Sirianni, when he was hired, it was surprising. It was very bumpy early, two and five, and then he finally said, "All right, you call the plays." It was magic for a year and a half. It's not magic anymore. And you tell me what's what's the, the don't tell me the O line's not good. They have a, one of the top rated left tackles, a great right tackle, a first ballot Hall of Fame center. Better than average tight ends, two star receivers, a great leader that's mobile and can throw it deep in Jalen Hurts, and capable running backs. What is it? It's the same guys. Last year they were blowing everybody out. Now the schedule's been harder. Dallas is better. Um, you know, it, it's there's there's things here. But I would also argue the Giants are worse than last year, and so are, so is Washington. Washington now is circling the drain. So J Mac, you can say what you want. This whole coaching thing is absolutely collaborative. You can go to the Belichicks, the Pete Carrolls, the Andy Reeds. I mean, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reed were really special. Bieniemy leaves, and it's been a work in progress for Kansas City's offense. They're averaging 19 points a game. I, I was just texting a buddy who would know. So, did you notice that Sirianni is like the big guy? He's not like in charge of the offense as head coach or in charge of He's the defense. He's a walk-around guy. Right. That's, that's nothing that's, wrong with that's that. That's the best place to be. Walk-around guy. You know why? Something goes wrong with the offense. I'm going to blame that guy. I'm going to get someone else. Something goes wrong with the defense. Let's change it. Walk-around guy doesn't get a lot of blame, does he? Well, many of the great coaches have been walk-around guys. And Nick Sirianni is great coach. Did he earn that? I, I don't know how he got that, but that's pretty awesome. He's, well, it's, he's being absolved of all blame during this three-game losing streak. I don't hear any blame for Sirianni. So, Nick, pre-Steichen calling the plays, 2-5. and five. Nick, post Shane Steichen, uneven. They were great for about a 20-game, you know, 25-game run with Steichen. Steichen now may win a division with Gardner Minshew. I mean, he looks like Shanahan to me where you're like, holy moly, we got a, we got a star coach yeah. here. I remember when he was in San Diego and Tom Telesco, recently released of his duties and, 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 and with the Chargers, told me, he goes, Steichen's a star. Like, this guy is, this guy is so, special. When we talked about Belichick earlier, hey, What's wrong with the players? Well, Belichick, you picked him. You're a defensive guy. Why, why can't you guys stop anybody? Belichick, he gets a lot of the blame. Obviously, you know, he gets the accolades when they're going well. Right now, three-game losing streak. Where's a lot of the blame going? Oh, well, it was fluky loss. Well, they're crushing the OC. Crushing the OC. They're crushing the Jalen Hurts. A lot of change they're in the DC. They're crushing the corners. Nothing for Nick Sirianni here, huh? I, listen, I, I'm not hammering the guy. I'm not saying he's the problem. I'm just saying it's interesting how walk-around guy... Gets no blame. And I like Dan Quinn. I think he's a very good candidate. But Dan's two years, when they were really special, were the Shanahan years. The first year, it was like, ooh, this, is a good, this team's getting better. Matt's really good. Second year, Super Bowl. And then he leaves. Yeah. And we just have to be honest here. Even great coaches can be very reliant on a star. Mike McCarthy, yeah. I think, is absolutely benefiting from having the best defensive coordinator in football, Dan Quinn. Uh, all right, I'll say this. 
Um, By the uh, way, Sean McDermott with Brian Dable. The offense was it, it just may have just finally found its footing a year and a half, two years Because we play later. the blame game in media. But, Colin, hey, why can't the Eagles last night put away a team with a backup quarterback? What? what? Like, that's a reasonable ask. Put them away. Get some distance, run away and hide, and walk. So it's not an issue in the fourth quarter. We saw the Niners do it to the Seattle team twice. They just pulverized them. Dallas had some issues getting stops. I just, I haven't seen that ability to get separation, run away and hide, and it's not a sweat in the fourth quarter. I don't see that from this Eagles team. All games are close. They let inferior teams hang around. That's not a great recipe for success. Jalen Hurt says, I question commitment. Who's he talking about? I don't know. I do not know. Nick right around the corner, herd hierarchy, top 10 teams in the league. I moved a team way up fast. It's the herd. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.